1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial. After more than two months' hiatus, former Prime Minister Najib Razak's 1MDB trial resumed at the Kuala Lumpur High Court today, August 17th. The trial, which was initially slated for June 1st, was postponed to July 7th due to the COVID-19 lockdown implemented by the government. In July, it was once again postponed as Najib's lead counsel, Shafi Abdullah, underwent quarantine after coming into close contact with a COVID-19 patient. Today, Najib's lawyers continue with the cross-examination of the 10th prosecution witness, Mohammad Hazem Abdulrahman. Hazem held the post of 1MDB CEO from 2013 to 2015. During the cross-examination, Hazem said he was not ashamed to receive bonuses despite the company's poor performance. Scavetti started by asking Hazem about 1MDB's initial public offering or IPO. If you recall, 1MDB Energy Holdings Limited had agreed to pay ABA Investments PJS Limited 989 million US dollars to buy back its options. This company is, however, a fake entity set up by Joe Lowe and incorporated in the Seychelles. To facilitate the IPO, 1MDB had taken a loan of 975 million US dollars from Deutsche Bank. However, when the agreement was signed with ABBA on April 28, 2014, the facility with Deutsche had not been secured. 1MDB agreed to pay 175 million US dollars within 30 days of the agreement to ABBA, while the balance of 814 million US dollars was to be paid by September 30, 2014, otherwise the deal will be terminated. Do you agree that when you signed this agreement, the IPO was in the planning stages and you had yet to secure financing from Deutsche Bank? Scivetti asked. From the date of the facility agreement, yes, Hazem said. You committed 1MDB to a liability of 975 million US dollars despite there being no guarantee that the IPO will go through? I am not sure I will call it a liability as you are buying an option, Hazem replied, adding that 1MDB was in fact heavily in debt when the deal was signed. When asked if Hazem read the options agreement before signing it, he said no, he didn't read it. You did not go through the documents but nonetheless signed it because your role was to ensure that documents were in place to facilitate the misappropriation of 1MDB funds. Schivetti put to him. I disagree, Hazem said. Schivetti then took Hazem through board minutes in January, February and April of 2014. She asked him if the decision to buy back the options from ABBA was ever discussed in those meetings, to which Hazem said no, they were never discussed. 
Hazem also told the court that in those meetings he did not get the approval from 1MDB's board of directors and advisor or its shareholder, MOF Inc., whose sole shareholder is Najib, prior to signing the agreement with ABBA. Did you have the authority to sign the agreement? Schivetti asked. No, I don't know, Hazem said. He, however, confirmed the document was handed to him by Terence Gay, a close affiliate of fugitive businessman Low Tech Joe or Joe Low. Gay was also the executive director of finance for 1MDB. In your witness statement, you said Joe Low controlled the senior management. So you knew when you signed, Gay was controlled by Joe, and you signed without any reservation? Yes, that's correct. In the end, the IPO did not pan out and 1MDB defaulted on its loan with Deutsche. Next, Shafi took over Hazem's cross-examination. He asked him about an 8 billion US dollar civil suit filed last May by 1MDB along with 1MDB Energy Langat Limited, Global Diversified Investment Company Limited, formerly 1MDB Global Investments Limited, 1MDB Energy Holdings Limited, and 1MDB Energy Limited. The suit named Najib Hazem, former directors Lodin Wok Kamarudin, Ismi Ismail, Ong Kim Huat, and Ashvin Jethanan Valiram, former CEOs Sharul Azrao. Ibrahim Halmi and former Chief Financial Officer Azmi Tahir as defendants. Also named in the suit were Gay, Jasmine Liu, Casey Tang, Vincent Beng, Radi Mohammed, Kelvin Tan and Nick Faisal Arif Kamil. Have you seen this writ? Shafi asked. I read it in the papers but I have not read it, Hazim replied. But was it accessible? Every Tom, Dick and Harry was reading it. You could have printed it yourself, Shafi said. Hazem replied that he was waiting for it to be served on him, and even upon reading it in the papers, he did not seek any counsel or advice from lawyers. Shafi then referred to something he called a miraculous document, which was the amended writ. Did you also read in the papers that despite you not doing anything, your name had been removed as a defendant? Yes, Hazim said. Your name was removed without you doing anything, correct? Yes. Were you very happy that your name was removed? Of course. I'm putting it to you, leaving the management team, who are now ikan bilis or small fry, and those who cannot be found, this amended writ is impotent. Shafi was alluding to the fact that individuals who were called as witness against Najib in the 1MDB trial had been removed as defendants. I'm putting it to you, you were very concerned and approached the prosecution that this cannot go on as you were giving testimony in favour of the prosecution. I disagree, Hazem replied calmly. Moving on, Shafi asked Hazem about his role as CEO. Hazem had previously testified that the 1MDB upper management was controlled by Joe Lowe. 
You said Gay and Lu were Joe Lo's people, and that they were not acting in favor of One MDB. Did you ever make attempts to clear this picture with anyone? Shafi asked. I spoke to Lodin, Ismi, and Najib's private secretary. The whole board and Lodin already knew that the company was being run by Joe Lo. But what exactly did you tell Lodin? Shafi pressed after Hazim tried to evade the question. I told him One MDB was in the hands of Joe Lo, and he shared similar concerns. Did you suggest something needs to be done to confer the matter to Najib to get the matter resolved? Shafi asked. No, Hazim answered. You say Joe Lo was controlling the company. It means you were not really the CEO. Every man has morality and pride. You did not raise concern that you were rendered useless and were led by the nose by Jolo? The lawyer asked. Concern, yes. Complaint, no. Hazem answered. Were you not ashamed that as a CEO you were reduced to being impotent? Hazem said, yes, it affected his pride. Despite agreeing with Shafi that he was ashamed that he was not able to do his job properly, Hazem was nonetheless handsomely rewarded by 1MDB's Remuneration and Nomination Committee, who decided that his performance as CEO had exceeded expectations. That's better than excellent, Shafi remarked. You said you felt ashamed for being led by the nose, and yet you received this bonus as the company was going down the drain. Were you not ashamed you blindly accepted it? Shafi quizzed. Do I have to answer this? Hazem asked the judge. He eventually answered no, he was not ashamed, as there were still some jobs he needed to do. In 2014, Hazem received 2.74 million ringgit in salary and bonus. He was being paid 94,000 ringgit a month as CEO. The only reason you were shameless in receiving the money is because you were part and parcel with Joe Lo to hoodwink 1MDB, Shafi said, and Hazem disagreed. Before concluding his cross-examination for the day, Shafi accused Hazim of knowingly misleading Najib for allowing Joe Lo and his co-conspirators to mislead Najib, for taking part in the scheme to cheat 1MDB and for making a deal with the prosecution in return for being their witness. The lawyer also accused Hazim of benefiting from Joe Lo's scheme and that his assertion that Najib was part of the scheme to cheat 1MDB was merely his presumption. Hazem disagreed with all of them. The trial will continue tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Revati Supramaniam. I'm Patrick Teo.